Welcome to the Paperback Show podcast. I'm Ricky Lee Grove. This is the final podcast of our first season of 2022, and I'd like to thank everyone for their support and enthusiasm for the Paperback Show. Each episode takes a good amount of time to produce and record, but I've learned a lot and hope to publish more podcasts next year. I'd also like to thank my guests, Lisa Morton, Richard Brewer, Mr. Mike, Cody Goodfellow, Kim Vodica, Greg Heron, and Dwayne Swarzynski. Check the links to each guest in the show notes of this podcast. In closing out 2022, I want to share with you four vintage paperbacks that really impressed me. I read a lot of books each year, and most of them are in paperback form. But 2022 has led me to read many more vintage paperbacks, and by vintage paperbacks, I mean those published between 1939 and 1980, approximately. I'm not so much of a collector of vintage paperbacks as I am a reader and fan of vintage paperbacks and their history. I'm also a kind of reader that loves to discover new authors and titles, so I read many reference works on paperbacks this year. Three titles in particular, published by PM Press from Oakland, California, led me to some of the titles included in this favorite vintage paperback reads. I urge you to visit PM Press's website for more info. They are progressive and a unique publishing house. First, Dangerous Visions and New Worlds, Radical Science Fiction, 1950-1985, edited by Andrew Nettie and Ian McIntyre, 2021. The second reference work was Girl Gangs, Biker Boys, and Real Cool Cats, Pulp Fiction and Youth Culture, 1950-1980, edited by Andrew Nettie and Ian McIntyre, 2017. And third, and my favorite, Sticking It to the Man, Pulp and Popular Fiction, 1950-1980, edited by Nettie and McIntyre, published in 2020. Now, the PM Press series is fascinating as it collects essays and history of authors, subgenres, and themes that would otherwise be lost to our cultural legacy. It also has great cover reproductions. Even after several decades studying and reading paperbacks, I still know only a fraction of the thousands of publishers, authors, and novels that were part of the vintage paperback era. But enough history, let's get to the paperbacks. Perhaps my favorite vintage paperback of the year was My Cousin Rachel by Daphne du Maurier. Not only was the novel exciting to read, but it was a great pleasure to discover an author whom I've dismissed over the years as a romance novelist. Boy, was I mistaken. Greg Heron, a professional mystery author, appeared on episode 10 to discuss this brilliant novel with me. Why did I find My Cousin Rachel so compelling? Because it was written with such skill and venom. You're drawn into the story and then shocked by the behavior of the characters. Learning about Daphne du Maurier's life helped me understand her themes and ideas, but the novel stands on her own. My Cousin Rachel is easily in my top ten books of all time now, and, and I'm not kidding. I read My Cousin Rachel in the Dell edition of 1984. 
It uses a classic romantic painting on the cover, far from the tone of the book as you can get. In fact, I would call the novel an anti-romance. But while researching this novel, I came across many other excellent covers. You can see some of the covers in the show notes blog accompanying this podcast. My second favorite vintage paperbacks was The Great White Space by Basil Copper. I discovered this British author in the fanzine Paperback Fanatic, a great series that emphasizes cover reproductions and forgotten authors. Copper's books are not easy to find at reasonable prices, and it took me a while to find a good copy of The Great White Space. Finally, I found an excellent copy and cracked it open as soon as I could to get the packaging removed. Now imagine, a combination of Jules Verne and H.P. Lovecraft, a journey to the center of the earth with the old gods. The story was so engrossing that I ended up catching only a few hours of sleep on the night I started reading this amazing novel. The style is like adventure fiction, but there's a creepy undertone to the whole thing that makes you want to find out what it is. It's weird fiction, honestly. Ostensibly, it's the story of an expedition to an uncharted and abnormal part of the earth. Basil Copper adds so much detail in describing the landscape and the characters that you feel you are part of the expedition yourself. And unlike sentimental adventure stories where the explorers come home after facing and conquering trials, these adventures are not so lucky. The horror is minimal for the most part, at least the gross part of it. But when it comes, you're left quite shocked. It's a wonderful novel, and I urge you to seek it out and read. My copy of The Great White Space is a 1976 manor book with a brilliant cover. Manor books published some excellent horror titles in their time. I'm surprised I missed this one. British paperbacks of Basil Copper are somewhat expensive if you can find them, but worth the money and the time. I hope to do a separate podcast on Basil Copper and this novel in particular, and I hope to bring in the guest editor Stephen Jones, who was friends with Basil Copper. We'll see how that turns out. My third favorite vintage paperback is Bugles in the Afternoon by Ernest Haycox. This is a Western novel about General Custer and the slaughter at Little Bighorn by a master of the Western novel. Haycox was a self-made man who, through hard work and intelligence, became a best-selling pulp Western writer. His work carried over into the paperback era. What made him different from other pulpsters was his attention to detail, and his creative variations of Western genre tropes. Bugles in the Afternoon is considered his best novel, and after having read half a dozen of his books, I tend to agree, although there are some other titles that are of very high quality. What makes Bugles in the Afternoon so interesting is that Haycox uses a lower-level soldier as his focal point in telling the story. This man has an intriguing history, which comes into play as the story progresses. You sort of see the larger events at an angle. There's a romantic triangle of sort, brilliant descriptions of weather and of war, and finally a glimpse of what happened at Little Bighorn that is utterly unlike any I have ever read. 
Ernest Haycox will have his own podcast episode on the paperback show, and I'll probably focus on Bugles in the Afternoon. Though he's written so many outstanding novels, I'm not completely sure. My vintage paperback, Bugles in the Afternoon, is a 1973 Signet New American Library edition. The original publication date was 1944, and that was hardback. It took a while to find this title in an affordable paperback edition, but I stuck with it and found a, a reasonable price for about $15. My fourth and final favorite vintage paperback read for 2022 was an extremely unusual novel, Black Easter, or Faust Aleph Null by James Blish. Although I had read Blish as a science fiction author, his Cities and Flight series of four-generation starship novels are one of my are some of my favorites. I had no idea he wrote horror fiction as well. Really, though, Black Easter is not so much horror as it is its own original blend of occult, adventure, horror, and philosophical dialogue. Now, if that combination sounds dry, it isn't in the hands of a master writer like James Blish. Black Easter is essentially a book about power and ego in men taken to extremes using magic and the occult. What starts out as a rich man's joke becomes Armageddon. It's an amazing paperback, as is its sequel, Day After Judgment. Both are hard to find, but not particularly expensive. My copies were published by Avon in 1982. Both have excellent afterwards by David Hartwell, a noted editor of science fiction. That wraps up my favorite paperback reads of 2022. I'll have links to each book in the show notes for this episode at paperbackshow.com, along with the covers. Now, 2023 looks to be an interesting year. Some of the paperback authors I'll be covering in the podcast are Ross MacDonald, Chester Himes, Barney Rossett and the Grove Press Black Cat Paperbacks, Ishmael Reed, Ernest Haycox, Basil Copper, Bantam Books, and, very interestingly, the Ace Paranormal Occult Paperbacks, nonfiction, among others. We'll have Lisa Morton back along with Richard Brewer and perhaps Dwayne Swierzynski discussing Black Lizard Paperback series. All in all, it looks like a fun year of reading and discussion. And one project in particular I'm very excited about is the Paperback Classic series. These will be short podcasts on paperbacks that have achieved classic status in our culture. Each show will cover the book itself, the paperback publishing history, the author, and why the book has become a classic. We'll not only cover fiction, but nonfiction as well. Paperback classics like The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson and The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm will be featured. Look for the series to start up in March of 2023. Well, that's all for this episode of The Paperback Show. Check out our website at thepaperbackshow.com for show notes. And thank you for listening. And Happy New Year to you all. Bye-bye.